Karlsson, Karlsson, världens bästa Karlsson Karlsson, Karlsson, hoj här kommer Karlsson Karlsson, Karlsson, ingen faktiskt, ingen annan Karlsson Killar jag så bra som mig Karlsson, Karlsson, Karlsson scores! Karlsson, Karlsson Yes, welcome everybody to another episode of Team Carlson Fantasy Hockey Podcast, the longest-running fantasy hockey podcast in the world, hosted by a guy who's hoping to go two for two in this fifty percent or less roster draft format. We've got a very special holiday edition episode of Keeping Carlson today because we've got a crossover episode. This is half Keeping Carlson, half Fantasy Hockey Life. It's going to be. Uh, two-parter that you're going to have to get the second half on the Fantasy Hockey Live feed, which I'm sure you're subscribed to because they have really great shows. Uh, but anyways, let me just explain quickly, first of all, what's going on, then who's with me on the call here. So first of all, I'm Elon Dubrovsky, host of Keeping Carlson, and we're going to be doing a draft, one player per team, points only, okay, for the rest of the season. And you need to only pick players who are 50% or less rostered on Yahoo. That's the the rub that's going to make this kind of challenging. Oh, and the other rub is we're going to each have to pick at least seven defensemen out of the 32 picks that we each have. Okay, so now let me tell you who's on the call with me because we've got a banger of a roster here. First of all, I guess I'll start with the Keeping Carlson side here. Brian isn't here. He's enjoying the, fam- the holidays with his family. Fair enough. Uh, but instead, we've got the master retweeter from Game Day Lions. This person knows everything that's going on in fantasy hockey before you do. He probably will actually, he could answer right now if he makes his moves for his fantasy leagues before he does the retweets. It's the great Shams Benamore. Welcome to Keeping Carlson Shams. So this video is to prove that I'm not a bot. So I am actually a human being. I am uh, <laughs> here to like, no, I've, I kid, but like, I think there are some people that actually thought, cause like there's a time when, like before I even had, we did the news, I was literally like posting the news. Like I always have Twitter open. I actually have it open on this screen over here right now. I'd be posting everything at like the second it happened. So I think it might be even quicker than some bots. So, nice. and yes, maybe it's probably more goalie starts. Sometimes I do actually do the move before the tweet. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's only so yeah. many ways to go around, uh, but yeah, it's pretty wild. I like, We've got the tweet deck going. You're you're a master. You follow all the perfect people. Hopefully, there's not going to be any big news right now while we're recording. It's like we're recording this on Saturday morning. There's no hockey today. There's no practices. I can't imagine that anything big is going to happen. I think if anything big happened, it would probably be something bad, like some player from yesterday turns out is injured or whatever. Oh yeah, like from what I've seen, it was that like hopefully not through because like I've seen it's like yeah we're not going to get an update until we're back in practice on Tuesday. So I think even like the injured people are putting her feet up. So hopefully uh, nothing to blow up her spot on her draft. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely uh, wishing the best to Carter Hart who uh, left uh, oh, yeah. yesterday's game. Who knows what's going on with him? But anyways, okay. It's not only me and Shams here. We've got, of course, like I already said, the fellas from Fantasy Hockey Life. You've heard them many times on Short Shifts episodes and on Keeping Carlson episodes and on their great show. It is Victor and Jesse. Victor, I guess let's say hello to you first. And then Jesse, what's going on, man? Haha, I get to say hi first. What's up, guys? <laughs> and uh, you make a really nice robot, Shams. I must say that it looks it looks very realistic. So I, I appreciate that. It's always good to be on with you guys, uh, Elon. And uh, looking forward to trying to redeem ourselves because, uh, yeah, you guys kind of kicked our butts last year. But this is a fun 
episode and really what it's mostly about is just giving some hopefully good advice for everyone for the rest of the season try to you know maybe some guys you might want to hold you know or some long-term streamers that's kind of the idea so hopefully everyone gets a little bit out of that yeah and of course hopefully i win but aside from that yeah hopefully everyone gets a good experience from listening and then jesse what's going on you excited for the holidays excited for this draft Oh yeah, man. I'm, I'm ready to go. I, yeah, it's the redemption tour. It's all within the, you know, the margin bear last year. Um, we were so close. I was, uh, you know, I, I lost 654 to 562 to you. So really we can almost call it a tie, Elon, if you really kind of think about that, but, sure. um, you know, uh, <laughs> no, I'm excited to excited to be back and do this. And yeah, if you, uh, if you haven't checked out our show, you're going to have to check it out to get the fullness of this episode, but, uh, excited to be on KK mothership. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I guess let's get started. I do remember my pick from last year that I think catapulted me to the win. And that player is available again this year. So I'll, I'll call him out when he gets picked. Uh, but he's not going to be picked first. So we've randomly generated the order. I did. I shared my screen. So there's no uh, funny business going on. But I happen to have the first pick, then Shams, then Jesse, then Victor. So how it works is every round, whoever has first pick in that round, picks the team, picks the first player from that team. And then in the next round, it'll switch over. So in round two, Shams will start. It'll be Shams, Jesse, Victor, Elon, and so on and so forth. And we'll do uh, 16 rounds here before we switch over to fantasy hockey life. So, okay, I'm just going to get started here. Once again, points only, right? You need to draft at least 7D, but I'm going to start with the forward. I'm going to Boston. I don't know how this is possible, but somehow David Krejci is not rostered in 50% of leagues. In fact, David Krejci is only rostered on Yahoo in 26% of leagues. I don't know. Someone could explain this to me uh, because when I look at the stats, I'm seeing a guy who has 26 points in 28 games near point per game player playing with David Pasternak just picked up a couple of apples versus New Jersey on, I guess, Friday, yesterday. So uh, I think he's a no brainer. And I think, you know, obviously, oh, we should do this thing where we say who wasn't available. And on Boston, you know, you have your regular guys. Obviously, I couldn't pick your Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak. Uh, I'll, I'll look at it for my next pick. I didn't have that open here, but all the, oh, Taylor Hall, not available, uh, but somehow David Krejci is easy pick for me. Shams, you're up next to pick someone on Boston. So, yeah. So uh, from here, honestly, it was just basically everyone else is a clump after. So by list, I just ended up uh, choosing Zaka, but honestly, probably just close your eyes and take whoever's left after. <laughs> Yeah, that's the rough part with Boston is they, they're the perfect first pick for Elon because they have one player who's ridiculous to be here, and then the rest of everybody is kind of bleh, uh, not so great. I'll go ahead and take uh I'll go ahead and take Nick Felino. Um, at least there's something going on there. It looks like he gets some power play minutes from time to time, but uh not in- incredibly enthused by it, but we're off to the start. It's all good. Yeah, not the worst team to pick fourth uh, because they do have some decent forwards that are scoring around a half point per game. But yes, this was definitely a team you want to pick first because Krejci all the way down at 26% roster. That's just crazy. Um, So yeah, I'll just take, um, you took Flynn, I'll take Charlie Coyle. All right, and that does it for round one. Charlie Coyle is off the board. We're done with the Bruins. And that means now Shams is up to pick a team and start the next round. So I, from, I think we all could agree that the defense and points only has not been kind of the greatest site with uh, going through this list. So basically with this idea, I'm going to take someone that I would never touch in um, a couple because he does nothing else than random points, but I'm going to go Minnesota 
and take Jalen Addison first, just so I can have a random player that might actually get me some points at defense. Doggone it. Shams, what are you doing, man? That was that was my pick. Well, I, mean, I think it's, you know, it's uh you know, I won't say it's obvious. It was a smart pick. Um, but uh, but yeah, totally, totally agree with your rationale when you got a guy who's well into first place for the team, plus he is uh, a power play uh, D. Yeah, it, he's an excellent pick. Uh, uh, yeah, that's kind of leaves me with, with uh, some not as exciting stuff. I'll go ahead and take, I guess, Freddie Gaudreau um, as something. At least he's had phew, 13 points in 31 games. Yeah, it's getting rough. It's rough out here on the streets, Victor. Good luck beating that. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely a smart pick. He's that's a team that I had highlighted. This is exactly the format, as you mentioned, Shams, that you want Kalen Addison in. He, I've had him in the couple for a while, and he is so frustrating. <laughs> he just literally does nothing, um, and and sometimes gets a point. At least you won't have to Kalen drop us him during this uh, format because you're just going to hold him the rest of the season. I'm going to take a guy um, who recently just came back and has the potential to do a little bit better than Frederick Gaudreau. We'll see, but I'm going to take Ryan Hartman as my pick. All right. And I think that uh, Minnesota isn't too bad of a team to get fourth on kind of like what Victor was saying about Boston, because while you're taking Ryan Hartman, I'll take the guy who everyone just assumed Ryan Hartman was going to bump from his line one spot with Kaprizov and Zuccarello. So I'll take Sam Steele and I'll cross my fingers that he holds that spot. He definitely, I wouldn't be surprised if like come a month from now, he's getting like healthy scratched because who knows, but he might also just hold this line one spot all season. So definitely not mad about Sam Steele here as a, as a fourth pick here on Minnesota. All right, Jesse, you're up or two teams down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm on tilt already because you guys took the two teams that I really hope to lead off with. I guess they were somewhat obvious. Um, I guess who I'll I'll bump over to I'll bump over to uh Carolina, I guess, and take uh, Seth Jarvis. At least he's getting some good minutes at this point. Oh, this is not the best team to to pick. Uh well, it doesn't really matter. To me, a lot of these guys are similar uh in terms of being roughly half point per game. Um they're they score a decent amount um and they have a couple guys that are frustratingly not doing what you'd like them to do um so it's kind of hard to pick i guess you could go with like who's going to be the bigger bounce back uh, i guess i don't want to say all the the names and i'm sure you guys all know who who we're going to be talking about but they have some decent players that are not performing up to where they should be oh and we didn't say who who can't be uh taken right but um, the usual suspects, Sveshnikov, Aho, Burns, Natchez, and uh, Teravainen are all not available. Okay, Teravainen's roster ship changed because he was before. So you took um, you took Jarvis. You know what? I'm going to take the guy that uh, I saw a lot in San Jose, and he's kind of been like an AHLer for a long time, but he's just having himself a season, and that's Stefan Nason who just seems to hold a top power play um, and get points on there, which is fantastic as a, as a deep ad. So um, definitely an interesting guy. He plays on the fourth line, but he seems to randomly get decent points in the couple. He hits and shoots and blocks a decent amount to give him a good floor. So that's nice, but I'll take Nason. Yeah, definitely not a bad pick. Okay. I'm deciding between two guys, one who's on a real heater right now, but it's really hard to know whether that's going to keep up or not. 
Um, or I could just pick a D and knock one of those off of my list. So I think I'm going to go with the D. I'm going to go with the safer choice here. And if, if Shams doesn't take who I was thinking about the other guy, then I'll say who it was. But uh, give me Brady Shea, who I think is kind of underrated. Um, like I know that sometimes he goes cold, but sometimes he goes hot. And when he's hot, he's really hot. He took, you know, pointless yesterday, but three shots on goal lately. He's just been taking a ton of shots. Some of them go in. I even like him better in like a cupful where you're getting credit for shots supposed to just points only, but I'm glad to get one D off the board here. Three teams in. All right, Shams, how are you going to finish off Carolina? I am. Well, just going to say Brady Shea was going to be the guy I was probably going to target because he's obviously not in the Kalen Addison zone of just like getting points, but I just like him from a perspective of at least half decent. So I'm just going to go with just the, who I had fourth on my list and not exciting, but he's shooting and he's doing things. I'm just going to go with Jordan Stahl and just uh, close my eyes and hope for the best. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let me just point out really quickly that Jordan Stahl is on a real here. That's the guy who I was thinking about before. Like he's got seven points in his last four games after this three assist outing versus Philly before that he scored in three straight games. And the interesting thing, if I could just say really quickly, is like, you know, he was taking over from Sebastian Ajo, who was injured, so he was getting great deployment. But yesterday, Ajo was back playing with Jarvis and Tara Vinen. So Jordan Stahl was playing with Fast and Martinuk, and he's not on this, you know, top power play, but somehow he still picked up three assists. So <laughs> I don't know if he'll be able to keep this up, but it's an interesting streak. I think if we were on keeping Carlson, Brian and I would be saying to uh, try to sell now, <laughs> uh, but you never know. But anyways, okay, Victor, you're up to start the next team. Jordan Martinek just absolutely murdered me in this dynasty. He had so many points yesterday and it just killed me with all those cancellations with Tampa and and uh, Buffalo. Uh, I'm really mad at that guy. So I'm glad he didn't get picked. That's <laughs> no, but he is a, he is an interesting guy and I'm kind of surprised you didn't take him actually shams, but like I said, they, they all have, they're all kind of like similar. So you don't really have a bad, bad pick. I am going to, yeah, I'm going to go over to Vancouver and actually talk about uh, t- talk about some guys. To me, there weren't a whole lot of options on this team, so I really didn't want to pick last because I think the top guy here can can you know have some pretty decent production, and that's uh that's the rookie that is not eligible for the Calder. But man, Andre Kuzmenko has looked so good, and he continues to produce even no matter where they kind of shuffle him around. Um, and Vancouver looks like kind of a mess, but he seems to consistently be producing no matter what. So I like that and I'll, I'll take him. Shams, it's so weird for me to hear you talking about like being upset about results in a dynasty league. My only experience of being in a dynasty league with you is that you lose on purpose all the time for this is like the third year in a row since uh, I've joined the one with you. I, I can't imagine you trying to win. It sounds interesting. Maybe I'll see you well, one day. One, uh, one couple in a row and, and the one Jesse and I are in together and one another one a couple times. So yeah, I definitely don't enjoy losing in general, but that league just, uh, everyone was trying to win. So I just tried to go a different way and my team's going to be real good pretty soon here. Yeah, I, I'm afraid, but I, I'll get another championship hopefully this year in the meantime, while you're still stocking up, but okay. Back to uh, the Canucks here. I definitely don't mind going second here. Actually, even third wouldn't be so bad. Maybe I feel a little bit bad for uh, Jesse, but uh, yeah, I, I'm actually surprised that Kuzmenko is only rostered in 41% of leagues. I should say so the uneligible players are JT Miller, Pedersen, Quinn Hughes, Bo Horvat, and then Luke Shen at 52% just sneaking in there, I guess, for those bankers. It's not like he would have been picked here for us. Uh, and then, yeah, Kuzmenko's at 41%, and actually Brock Besser sneaks in at only 47% rostered. So I know he's like not having the most amazing season, but I mean, for a draft like this, 
uh, with his upside. I'll take Brock Besser and hope that he can bounce back a little bit. The Canucks have been shaking around the lines like crazy. So who knows if he's a top liner or a fourth liner? I don't know. But uh, so Shams, over to you now on Vancouver with Kuzmenko and Besser off the board. So yeah, so I definitely agree with you that uh, I'd be fine with any of the top three. And then with that, I'm going to take Kaev. I'm not, you know, honestly, he's like a person I've always been tempted to pick up in random leagues, but I just never got around to it. But uh, just perfectly just fine, steady guy that seems to do points wherever he's randomly put in the lineup and hopefully just keeps on going. Yeah, it's uh, to me, this isn't the worst team to get Um, there. There are certainly better teams, but uh, it's not necessarily a team where I I hate going forth. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and lock down a defenseman with uh, good old OEL out of Oliver Ekman Larson. Um, That's something that uh, I don't mind having at this point is a good defenseman. So go ahead and put me down for OEL. All right, so that finishes off Vancouver, which means it's back to me to get uh, the first pick in a round. And I'm going to tell you, I was kind of hoping that this team would fall to me, and they did. And now I can tell you, the guy who I think won it for me last year was over in Arizona. And somehow, uh, once again, Nick Schmaltz is not 50% rostered. He's actually only 18% rostered, which uh, is kind of surprising to me considering, what is he at now? He has seven points in his last five games, up to 14 points in 17 games overall. So Nick Schmaltz basically picking up from where he left off last year before he got injured. And, uh, you know, you're not allowed to take Clayton Keller. You're not allowed to take Chikrin or Gostas Beher. You could take anyone else. And I feel like there's only one obvious guy, especially with a, an injury that just happened. We don't know how serious it's going to be. So uh, I'll take Nick Schmaltz. And I'll mention the injury later if he doesn't get taken. I have a feeling that you might be uh, mentioning soon because this is one of the guys I'm crossing my fingers with going along with uh, my Addison pick. Um, I believe it's uh, McKelly is how you pronounce it. Matthias. Um, I think Michelli. That's what Michelli. I think. Michelli. Yeah. Okay. So... He's another guy that like I kept on eyeing a couple and I just can never pull the trigger just because it's literally like a shot and maybe a point. And but in this situation, I'm just going to cross my fingers that it's not the significant injury. But for you, if you're just keeping your eye out and you hear good news by Monday or something, he's definitely a guy that in points only leagues I would be uh, interested in because he seems to keep on doing it. So it's like forget how long, but it's been weeks that he's been doing this. So hopefully it's less of a streak and more of just his actual play. Well, I don't mind this team either. And I, I agree. Schmaltz is a great pick. Um, hasn't played a full season, but he's scoring like gangbusters. Uh, but the guy I'm going to take is the man with the completely unsustainable shooting percentage. Who's on line one power play one. And that's Lawson Krause, 13 goals so far, 17 points in 29 games. So I'll be happy. Uh, and I, I would have taken Michelli as well. So uh, I thought that uh, even with the injury risk would have been fine. But uh, I think I know who Victor is going to go. But let's see what happens here. I'm sure you do, Jesse. We've been talking about we thought we talked about Michelli actually on our show years ago. He's someone who I've been interested in. But yeah, the low bash makes him really hard to roster in a lot of formats. But he's he's very smart and very good, very creative. Uh, with the puck, he he, he definitely re- reminds you of kind of like your poor man's, uh, you know, Robert Thomas kind of like never shoot, just like always look to pass. Um, but when you watch him play, man, he's really he's really good. Um, but yeah, as Champ said, <laughs> really hard in some formats. But the guy that I'm I'm going to take, there's some other options here. There's some several right around half point per game guys, but 
I'm going to knock off one of the D and take JJ Moser. Uh, he's someone who they're doing weird things in their power play. They're giving Chikrin, they're giving uh, Moser, they're giving Gostas Bear all power play time. It's like they have two of them on one power play and then one. And but usually Moser is the only one on on his power play, but it's usually not the better power play. But they're kind of alternating them back and forth. Um, uh, it's it's interesting stuff. And did we mention who's not available? Chikrin Keller, Gostas Bear, um, not available. So yeah, that's who. But Moser, Moser is a guy who I think, is, even in the couple, I think he he's you know rosterable. He has some decent uh, peripheral coverage, anyways. He was someone who was looking really good, and then I added him, and then he did nothing, and then I dropped him, and then he started picking up points again. So you know, as it has to happen with these streamers. Okay, Shams, well, you're up next to pick a new team. Stop rostering him, so the rest of us can enjoy his production, Elon. Okay, <laughs> my bad. Okay, um, this case. I'm just going to bite the bullet and not the biggest fan of him in fantasies because I have to think about dropping and when to pick him up, but just going to bite the bullet, go Chicago and just hope that Max Doby's just random points bursts, even out to be half decent for the, uh, for the full season. Oh boy. Chicago is not a fun team to draft from. There's no doubt. (laughs) I'll, I'll go ahead, uh, and I can't believe I'm doing this in the year of our Lord 2022, but I'll go ahead with Jonathan Tace at this point. He's got 17 points in 29 games. Anything could happen, right? Anything could happen. Yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, that's a good one. And yeah, Chicago, <laughs> Chicago only has two players that are not available, Patrick Kane and Seth Jones. There are actually there is actually one team I noticed that has all players available, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, but Chicago is one that uh, has a lot and some decent ones. Domi would have been my choice for sure. Um, and then there's some pretty slim pickings after this. Some not terrible options. They're close to half point per game. But I'm going to take the guy who just came back and who actually has the highest points per game so far on the team, and that's going to be Tyler Johnson. Ooh, risky pick and eh? there's no IR spots in this format so when he gets hurt again you're just gonna take the goose egg but yeah I guess he's doing okay when he is healthy who's take that back <laughs> Sorry. hey I don't control it I'm just telling you what I've been seeing he comes back for a game and then he's off again uh who's the team that has everyone available I didn't see one Did I, uh, we'll something? mention it when we get there I All don't right. want to spoil anything okay fair enough all right so I've got last pick on Chicago so this is definitely going to be the pick that wins me the draft I'd imagine uh I'm looking between Taylor Radish and Philip Kurashev, and it really feels like a coin flip here. Let me just check the last game lines. That's what's going to decide. Okay. Kane, Taijo, and Max Domi was the top line, and then Taves with Radish and Kurashev. So they're the same there. Top power play was Kane, Taves, Domi, and Radish. That's There you go. To give me top power play, Taylor Radish, to finish off round six here. And uh, Jesse, you're up. Well, uh, I'm going to go the dumb man's route and pick the leading scorer left on the board, even though there's a couple of options from that team, and I wouldn't mind dropping to second or third, but I'll take Kevin Hayes of the Philadelphia Flyers. So let's break open Philadelphia. Torts may hate him, but I'm going to try to love him, and let's see what happens. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Philly's very interesting. <laughs> they only have Konechny and D'Angelo as not available. Um, so they have a lot of available guys. Oh, oh yeah. Um, they have a couple of guys that are that um, are injured and might be coming back. So that kind of factored into my decision 
too. Um, so I don't know. It's like, do you take the guy who's about to return or the guy who's kind of doing pretty well? I guess I'm just going to take. Mm, I really wish you had to pick this team. <laughs> Jesse, I wish I wish I could have just picked third or fourth. This would have been a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, there's a lot of drama because uh, it's it's annoying. I don't want to have to do this, but I guess I'll take um I guess I'll take Atkinson. Why not? Atkinson? Really? He's out for the season. He's out for the year. I would recommend And was it a I, neck issue for him or something yeah, like that? I'm gonna give you a mulligan yeah, on that one. He's Victor. good for he's out for the year, Victor. Really? I thought it said he was coming back soon. Yeah, it did oh, he that. was. And then it randomly changed from like, oh, he's practicing to like a few days later. It's like, no, he's out for the season. Oh, <laughs> my God. When did that happen? You could take Couturier. He's going to come back. At OK, some point. no, sorry. Thank you. I will take that one again because I swear I looked at that like a couple of days ago and it, yeah, it did just change. So you're not, clearly James... not following uh, Shams's yeah. retweets over at game day. I do. I do. <laughs> I rely on them to, every day, way. Shams. You're the man. <laughs> I'll, the guy I was going to take instead is James Van Riemsdyk. So ah. I'll take James. Man, it's like I want a JVR. I wait like five minutes for you to pick. It looks like you're not going to pick JVR just for you to take him. And now I have to scramble a little bit. But that's fine. There's actually some good players here still. Um, yeah, it's tough because I could go D, but he's not going to get any points, even though he should. Uh, nah, just give me Owen Tippett. He's been pretty solid this season. So I'm going to hope he goes in another run. Uh, so Shams, you get to, you get a pretty solid fourth option here. I think on Philly, that's a team I wouldn't have minded going forth for. So not sure if uh, this is what you're expecting, but I've kind of got a little problem, maybe a little off the board. I'm crossing my fingers that, you know, can never try to understand towards, but, uh, he's been saying glowing things about him and I'm hoping that he's going to stick. I'm thinking that, uh, Cam York. Could hopefully stay around and uh, get some some points from D. Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, we should probably. Yeah, we should probably highlight Cam York a little bit. So he's someone who was like super high pedigree, right? Drafted 14th overall a few uh, three years back, and right now, yeah, four points in his last four games. He's played only eight games overall. He has five points. So yeah, he's clearly like heating up now. If you look at his ice time, we're looking at like 20 minutes uh, in that game versus Carolina, where Philly almost came back, and he had an assist there. So yeah, if you need D in your leagues, definitely Cam York is someone I would look at right now in deeper leagues. So nice pick there. All right, Victor, you're up for round eight to finish off the first quarter of the draft. I also just want to mention on Philly that I don't understand what's happening with Rasmus Ristolainen, but he he is he's only eight percent rostered, but he literally has zero points in the however many twenty six games they played or whatever. That that's incredible to like have 27 games, zero points, zero apples, zero goals. He's just totally garbage now. And it's amazing how he went from like at least there's a peripheral floor to like he just does nothing now. I don't I don't really understand how that's happening, but he's terrible. Yeah. Actually, Victor, I will correct you. Your data is like I guess a day out of date. He finally picked up his first assist. Oh, he did versus yesterday. Carolina. It took Philly right scoring five goals. For him to get in. But yeah, only 14 minutes and 45 seconds of ice time in that game. So Tortorella is clearly not a fan of Rasmus Ristolainen. So yeah, I was even thinking Provorov could be somewhat... Like in previous years, Provorov would have been an obvious pick here, but he's really fallen off. Oh yeah, like yeah. I have him in uh, Kakupful and I thought I was like the smartest pick because I got him like late just because of my draft board. But honestly, this week is like... 
depending on who's available, he might be finally dropped off by T because he's like not even doing uh, peripheral stuff anymore. He's like getting like less than like two points a game for like a week or a little bit more. I think he might be finally off by team. Maybe also just quick honorable mention to Morgan Frost, who's been doing really well lately, even though Tortorella said he was garbage. But I think that was kind of like him trying to light a fire under him. Like Tortorella is like not a nice person, it seems like, because it was like on the same day, Frost had an interview saying, I'm playing my best hockey ever. And then Tortorella said he was bad for most of the game. But Frost has points in four straight games now. And he's been playing like big minutes. So even if Tortorella thinks he's bad, he's still playing him. Uh, so yeah, he's definitely someone else I wanted to just uh, highlight for people listening. But okay. But Philly does have a bad schedule next week. So maybe you wait. They play Thursday, Saturday. So maybe you wait until like Wednesday and then go grab one of these like Tippets, Frost, you know, maybe even JVRs out there, Cam York. All right. Sorry, Victor, please. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. And Provorov was also over 60% rostered when we started this. And then he, <laughs> he's been dwindling down. That's been happening to a lot of people. All right, let's. Um, when yeah. you say when we started this, it sounds as if like in the past, like oh, sorry. twenty minutes. <laughs> when we when we when sorry when I started my prep for this, right. yeah, it was uh, very hard, completely different. All right, I hmm, you know that picking first for Boston was really huge because I feel like that was probably one of the biggest discrepancies out there. Thank um, you. But I'm gonna uh, go with I'm gonna go with Montreal because I feel like some of those options aren't so great. After they only the Canadians only have two players over 50% Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki, as you might imagine, they have some other guys that have some peripheral covers that are decent. Um, but to me, the only other decent, uh, pretty decent scoring guy who isn't injured is Kirby Doc. So I'm going to take Kirby Doc from the Habs. Yeah, I think that's a really good pick there. I can't imagine uh, going anywhere else for a first pick on Montreal. I've got second. Yeah, like you said, <laughs> once you take Suzuki and Caulfield off the board, there aren't too many great options. Um, you could take the uh, first overall pick from last year, but so far hasn't been as exciting, maybe as people were hoping. Maybe I'll just take a D at this point, actually. I only have one. We're going to need to have seven by the end. And Caden Gooley has been okay, I guess. Uh, if I bring up his stats here, he's got 13 points in 34 games. So it's like a point every three games or so. I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not hitting a home run with this pick, but I think it like uh it could be better than maybe some other D that will be available later. So yeah, give me Gooley and then uh, Shams, you're up. I uh what I ended up going with uh, Chicago first. This was my other team to think about going first with. So definitely agree that uh Doc is the clear and a top above everyone. So I'm just gonna shoot in the dark and Take Kaufman, and honestly, if Gooley somehow gets more points than him, I wouldn't be surprised. It's just cross the fingers. <laughs> Ugh, well, this is gross. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm fourth up here. I got a guy who is injured and theoretically was supposed to be out two to three weeks, and it's coming up on about two. Um, or I've got a high-powered rookie. Well, basically, I'm last, so I can either say it's Monahan or Slavkovsky here for me. Uh, and I would love to get Gooley here. Um, I'll go ahead and take Monahan and just hope that he comes back in time. Uh, unless uh, Shams is going to tell me that there's also a secret report that he's he's uh, you know uh, retired, um, injured, and moved to you know Switzerland or something. <laughs> Sorry, so who is this? Sean Monahan. Oh, Monahan. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think Mike Matheson could have been a good pick here, but he like just got announced to be injured. And yeah. he's out indefinitely. So that's he, why he I, was the one I highlighted that I wanted on this team. And then I double checked last night and 
he's out like longer. Uh, so yeah, I did double checked. check some things, <laughs> but I also want to just mention that Gooley is really good. Not only is a really high pedigree guy, but I mean, he's, what he's doing right now is really impressive for such a young player, 20. And like, it's not like, you know, it's all smoke and mirrors or anything. He actually looks pretty good defensively. He's playing a lot of minutes. And now with Matheson down, I think Gooley is primed to get a decent amount of playing time and points, at least as much as can go around. Except I don't know why they keep having Chris Weidman out there on the power play because he does nothing. It's really frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, the halves are always like that. Sometimes they go five forwards, which makes more sense, it seems to me, than Chris Weidman. But yeah, maybe at some point they give Gooley a shot to run that top power play. Or maybe they'll do Chekai. I know he was getting some power play time at some point. All right, so uh, we're eight teams in, which means we've got eight more for this half of the show. So let's take a quick break, and then I'll uh, start off round nine. So we'll be back in just a sec. You're listening to Keeping Carlson. All right, welcome back. Uh, we are eight teams down. We got eight to go for this half before we switch over to the Fantasy Hockey Life podcast. Uh, so I get to pick a team. I've got two teams where I think there's still like a clear number one and number two is far away. I'm almost trying to think strategically of like who will fall to me. But maybe I should, uh, uh, it's so hard to choose between the two. I, I like them both equally, but okay, let's go. I'm going to go to San Jose because I know it's it's Victor's favorite team. So maybe they were more likely to get taken. I'm also curious to, in general, just get Victor's take on this guy. Cause I have him on my couple team, but Alex Barabanov is someone who's been getting great deployment. Like he's been on the top power play all season. Uh, in the last game, he was playing on a line with Meyer and Couture, I guess, cause hurdle was suspended. So obviously that won't last. Um, but he's been playing like with Couture then on the, on the other line. Uh, if you look at San Jose, the options aren't like super exciting once you get past uh, the guys who are ineligible. I'll just bring it up quickly here. Yes, yeah, so you can't take Eric Carlson, of course, Timo Meyer, Hurdle, or Couture. And then everyone else is available. And somehow Barabanov, only 4% rostered. And this is a guy who is like pointing pretty well. He's now up to, oh no, ah, brought up the wrong he, page. Elon, he, Couture is available. It's 50% or less. So he is available. What? He wasn't 50%. Wow. He is Do I get a mulligan now? Which is why, I guess so, which is why I almost picked San Jose for that reason alone, because you have Logan Couture just dipping. I've been watching him slowly dip from like 53, <laughs> 52, 51, and then today he's 50%. Wow. Yeah, I prepared yesterday on Friday and he was like 51 or whatever, so I thought he wasn't eligible. Okay, well, that changes things. I'm gonna. We each get one mulligan here based on new information. So I guess someone else could take San Jose. And I hope that I'll get top two. Uh, oh, you Barabanov, want a new team? Say, you want to go to a new, a I'm gonna new go team? I'm going to go to a new team. Oh, okay. Barabanov, I will just say 21 points in 30 games. So it's a pretty solid season for him. But I'd still probably take Couture. But okay, I'll go to Vegas then. Because there uh, is also a guy who, if Couture wasn't available in San Jose, I thought Barabanov was the clear uh, guy that's the front runner. And on Vegas, I think it's similar. So on Vegas, we're not allowed to take Eichel, Petrangelo, Theodore, Mark Stone, Marcia So, Stevenson, who by the way, Chandler Stevenson just put up a four-point game, his second four-point game in like a couple weeks. So he's insane. Uh, Riley Smith isn't available also, which leaves me William Carlson, who's always solid, right? Good, like 60-point-ish guy. He's actually on a bit of a hot streak right now, three assists in a row in three straight games. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to Vegas. I'm taking William Carlson. Sorry for the long delay as uh, I was confused about the San Jose rostership. But Carlson only, what is he? Probably in the 30s, if I were to guess here. William Carlson, oh, like, yeah, 33% rostered. So eligible, and I'm taking him. <laughs> and now over to Shams. 
And I, I have a list and like there's a player on the top of it that I decided like last night, but like my brain is telling me not to take him because it's who it is, but I'll just, I was going to say eat my vegetables, but I don't want to put him with this, but uh, I'm just going to pick Kessel and just hope for the best. Like there's other guys that depending on how risky you want to be, that has a lot more upside, but like, I'm scared to tell just like randomly get scratched or sent down and then never see a game, but uh, I'm, I'm not happy. I'll just take Kessel. <laughs> yeah. Not a great team. <clears throat> not a great team to pick from um, again, because a lot of the best players on this team have uh, made it up to, uh, to the higher levels. So they're simply not available to us uh, uh, for this uh, part of the draft. Ugh. Well, you know what? Uh, Got to take some defensemen at some point. I'll go ahead and take Braden McNabb right now. Um, ten, 10 assists on the year. I guess that's something. And uh, I'll get one of my seven defensemen out of the way. Mm, yeah, this is a good choice, Elon, because the rest of these options really stink. <laughs> they, have, they have some good guys at the top. Um, I guess I'm going to go with a bit of a risky pick because some of the other guys have uh, have some decent upside, I guess. Some of the other forwards that get points every now and then. But I'm going to go with Daniil Miramanov, who has been kind of a revelation this year. He's kind of someone who's been kicking around the last couple of years. And he's been uh, he's you know, he's a defenseman, I guess I should say. And he's been um, you know doing really well in, in the A. And, uh, you know, when they called him up, obviously part of this part of his production recently was when they when Petrangelo was out and and Theodore was injured. But he seems to be kind of sticking around and Vegas scores a lot. So uh, I'm just praying that he doesn't get sent down. I think that's what Shams was alluding to. And um, we'll just kind of cross your fingers and hope that Miramonov sticks around and get some get some uh, points. So that's my pick. All right, Shams, you are up to pick uh, team number 10 for us. Yeah, so I'm taking like the. Uh... Risk adverse first picks and just CNTs where I just don't like any of like the bottom people, or at least the, that would be on my ranking. So I'm going to go with uh, Ottawa here, and even with Doris coming back, I'm gonna I'm fine with uh, taking Pinto here because he was still doing some stuff as the third line, and hope that uh, even with that uh, lower deployment, that maybe he just gets uh, easier competition and still keeps on pointing and does better than the random people after. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is one where I don't mind being second. Um, and even though I'm kind of checking the injured news right now, and I don't see anything that suggests it's going to be a long-term issue, I'm going to go ahead and lock down Jake Sanderson uh, from the Ottawa Senators as another one of my defensemen. Yeah, it's definitely who I would have picked second. And yeah, we didn't mention Brady Kachuk, Alex Dabrinkit, Claude Giroux, Tim Stuchla. Thomas Shabbat, Drake Batherson, all over 80%. And then Josh Norris, uh, injured for a while, but at 58%. So none of those guys are eligible. Slim Pickens after the Pinto-Sanderson duo right there. Um, there's a bunch of meh forwards and some even more meh defensemen. Um, I think I'm going to go with a guy who's had some streaks of scoring and has had some decent production. He's injured right now, but he's supposed to be back soon as far as I can tell. And that's Matthew Joseph. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really hard pick right now. Everyone is, I just like, I'm having trouble even thinking of a guy who will like for sure be in the lineup. Like that's all I want with this pick, a guy who will play 
games for the Ottawa Senators and like yeah, after those top two lines, maybe Shane Pinto and then you got you know Sanderson on D. Hmm. Okay. Next up in the team scoring is Tyler Mott. Is he he's day to day. Maybe I should just look up quickly what his <laughs> this is like interesting podcasting here. Looking up Tyler Mott's injury status. Uh, I'm seeing here that he sustained an upper body injury on Thursday. We'll miss the rest of the contest. All right. I'm, I guess I'm not going to take a swing on Tyler Mott, who's injured. Derek Broussard just gets scratched sometimes. Sometimes he also gets a good roster spot. Jeez. Okay. Give me Derek Broussard. <laughs> I don't know. This sucks. Okay. I have Broussard. Watch him not even play another game in the NHL for the rest of the year once Norris is back. But okay. I feel very depressed now. So Jesse, you, you could go. <laughs> I don't think I have a way that's going to cheer anybody up here. Um, I'm going to have a, I'm going to pick a, a new team. And even though normally that I'd try to get one that had one above everybody else, I'm going to have a pretty depressing pick one for them. I'll go to the Pittsburgh Penguins and grab Jason Zucker. Uh, he's had good scoring, at least for this season. His power play is down to minimal, but at least he plays with Malkin. He, his production lately has not been great, but he was also injured and out a couple of games. And he must be back and feeling frisky because apparently he had seven hits uh, two nights ago. Well, frisky is definitely what you want in your in your forwards. So that's good. It's, um, it's a bash league, right, Victor? Is it bad? <laughs> oh, shoot. I had it all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Pittsburgh, yeah, they're, they have got some terrible options though. Uh, it's not the most depressing. In fact, I, I think I know that the line, the, he's playing on a little bit of a lower line, uh, but I kind of like Jeff Carter um, similarly to uh, Jason Zucker. So uh, I think that's not making me too upset. I think he's, he's looking like he's got a similar points upside we also uh, we should mention so crosby obviously not available gensel malkin latang raquel rust who's shot up uh recently had a big resurgence and then jeff petrie was really close to that line but he he didn't um he didn't quite make it um carter's been cold though for the last several so i'm hoping that maybe he can kind of turn it around but i'll i'll take him Mm, yeah, I, it's the situation now. I wish I could know what's going to happen in the future with defense. Like, do I need to take D? I have two D out of seven required, and this is like team number 11 out of 32. I could just go with a boring defense pick here since like the forwards are also boring. <laughs> so maybe I'll just do that. I think I'm going to go Marcus Pedersen, who's on top pairing with Latang. He's probably going to get like five points for the rest of the season but I'm not too excited about the forwards. There's one forward that like we used to think was good back when he was on Toronto, but he's been quiet for a while. That's probably who Shams is going to take though. Uh, yep. Because I was doing that same debate and I was going to take Pedersen. So I'm going to take uh happening and just uh shrug. That's basically my analysis of him. <laughs> he has upside. He had a hat trick back at the start of the month against St. Louis. On four shots. Since then, he hasn't had a game of more than two shots. Actually, every single one of Kapanen's game has been one or zero shots, except for one two-shot game all month. So, not too exciting. So, yeah, that was a good pick by uh, Jesse to grab Zucker. He was one of my top guys, for sure, to take. But you guys keep leaving me. You know, I already used Krejci, Schmaltz, and William Carlson, so I guess I can't complain with my number one picks. Uh, but now, Victor, you get a number one pick. Yeah, I. this is tough. I'm trying to decide what I want to do here, but I definitely don't have enough d 
and uh let's see yeah i only have moser oh no i have marimanov i have two okay but i i think i'm gonna go with toronto because i think that they have not the most exciting options um they kind of have some meh forwards and i think this defenseman can outpoint their forwards the rest of the way and of course I'm talking about rasmus sandin i know that some of his production might be um time limited based on you know what's going on with morgan riley but he's also just very good and the toronto maple leaf score a lot so i hear and so He's out there a decent amount. He's getting some power play time. He'll probably continue to get some power play time even when he's back. So I, I like me some Rasmus Sandin, and the other options aren't as exciting to me. Fair enough. I hope you're aware he's injured currently, but maybe you're assuming he'll get back. He's on the injured reserve with a neck injury from uh, Thursday, or he's placed on injured reserve on Thursday. But yeah, yeah, he might be back after the Christmas break. There's some time to heal. So hopefully you'll get some games out of your number one pick on Toronto. And like you say, not too many amazing options left. There is a guy who's been getting some top six minutes lately and seems to be doing okay with them. That's Callie Yarncroft playing with Tavares and Marner. Obviously like that would be more of like a streamer recommendation as opposed to rest of season uh, like this draft. But for now, you know, if you're playing with Tavares and did I say Tavares and Marner? Oh yeah. So it's been Matthews, Bunting and Nylander. It's held. Oh, Matthews and then Marner have been apart for a little bit. But yeah. Yarncroft has points in each of his last couple games. I'm actually counting uh, five points in his last six games. So, yeah, not too shabby at all. Give me a Cali Yarncroft here over on Toronto, and I'll hope that he sticks on that second line. Yeah, uh, he was someone that I was eyeing, so I'm just going to take another shrug pick and just hope that Kerfoot just gives me some stuff and it's not horrendous. <laughs> yeah, you could set your watch to Kerfoot giving you like a point every three games, probably. <laughs> Oh man, I'll take that. I would I would assume my watch was broken the whole time if that's what it looked like, but um I I hear you. Man, what an uninspiring. Okay, folks, so it's not a matter of Toronto hate. It's really a matter of Toronto love because their top picks are so good that uh once you get down to some of these lower guys, it's like uh, you know, there's there's a clear there's a clear break there. Uh, oh, yeah, we didn't announce it, actually. I'll just say really quickly. So Marner, Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, Morgan Riley, and Bunting are all unavailable. Yeah. And boy, howdy are they. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll take uh, I'll take David Kampf, I guess. Um, I guess it's good that I have the fourth pick. I just wanted to also mention, we didn't pick him. No one took him. But Connor Timmons is someone who, if you're looking for a deep stream... He's someone who's, you know, not getting the most time on ice. And yes, there are some injuries. And that's why probably the only reason he's playing is probably the reason he didn't get picked here. But you never know if you're in a deep enough league. You know, he's someone who's had some offense, but always struggled with injury. And now that he's had the opportunity and like I said, you know, uh, Toronto scores a lot. I mean, two of his assists are secondary. So that's the other reason some of this may just be noise. But hey, you know, if you want a lottery ticket, Pick up Connor Timmons, and if it's a deep enough league, you may be real happy with that, or you just drop him later. Okay, <laughs> good to know. Yeah, you got to listen to Fancy Hockey Life for these really deep cuts like Connor Timmons. Uh, but yeah, you never know. Hmm. Okay, now we're getting to the point where I don't see any teams with like just like one obvious. Now there's like some teams with like two obvious, and then it falls off. So I guess you want to take a risk averse pick here. So it's over to me, and I guess uh, I'll go back to San Jose, <laughs> but this time take Logan Couture. 
which is a gift for Shams, I guess. But, you know, Shams has been great doing all these amazing retweets for game day tweets. So I'm, I owed him a gift anyways. So here you go. I really like the second pick you're going to get who I was going to pick before, but I thought that Couture wasn't available. Uh, but oh yeah, I, uh, he's not even available on my spreadsheet here because it's out of date. So while I go and update my spreadsheet so Couture can be selected, uh, Shams, you can go up and take the second pick over on San Jose. Uh, just listed a few minutes earlier on what uh, Elon said on uh, Bear Bonov, and uh, that's why I'm taking him. <laughs> yeah, not uh, not great over here. Not great over here. Uh, I'll go ahead and take uh, the guy who was the apple of Victor's eye a few years ago, um, but uh, I think they've fallen out of love, so I won't make Victor take him, and that will be Kevin LeBanc. Yeah, still my my uh, embedded handle on Discord, straight to the bank. Um, but yeah, he's not. Yeah, that's his Twitter handle, by the way. It's not. Uh, it's not been great for him. Um, San Jose has been painful to watch. <laughs> um, but they are. What I love about what they're doing is that they're scoring goals and still losing. So that's great, right? You get your best odds at the lottery, and you're more entertaining and providing at least some fantasy value. Not so much for the goalies, but for the skaters. Uh, obviously, Carlson having an amazing season in Meyer. Um, but another defenseman, one of their newer defensemen that is uh, scoring a little bit more than I guess we might have expected and getting a little bit of that power play time that was going to Ferraro is Matt Benning. So I'll take Matt Benning. He's getting a decent amount of apples. He's like 0.4 points per game right now. The other options kind of stink here. Nico Sturm, who actually has been doing, he's getting about the same number of points as Benning, and he might have a little bit more role, Nico Sturm, because Kev, uh, Luke Kunin is, is out. Um, but they just really don't have any depth scoring on this team. And so that's why these other options kind of stink. So, yeah, I guess Matt Benning, gross. He's decent for bankers. He's definitely someone people should be looking at for like a cup full on a week where San Jose plays a lot of games and you need a D. But yeah, for this, we'll see how many points that Benning gets you. All right, Shams. You know, Benning was available in our Dynasty League for for a lot of the season until someone finally grabbed him. Victor, you didn't want to go grab him there? No, because I just I don't think he's ever going to be more than a I mean, on a on a really good team, Matt Benning is a seventh, eighth defenseman <laughs> on a, a so-so team. He's locked in a third pairing banger role, you know, kind of like your, um, you know, he he's just he's in that role of someone who hits a lot and can do like a second power play. But uh, he's he's just not that exciting. So I don't think he has that potential to really move up. All right. Fair enough. OK, so uh, Shams is up which means I'm going to have fourth pick in this round. So Shams, just remember, I just gave you a gift. Just keep that in well, mind as you make your pick. So I'm going to be given a gift because I think a lot of the players here are going to be fine, but I wanted a defenseman and I think he's one of the interesting ones. I'm going to go with uh, LA and I'm going to take Jersey. And then you guys have pick of like all the other interesting forwards that you can have here. Oh, we're over to LA. LA's, LA is a target-rich environment, so to speak. I like a lot of the guys on this team. Um, I am going to I'm going to go for the man who uh, is has been has uh, tortured poor Thomas and I are on our NFC team uh, for two straight years now, and that will be Victor Arvidsson. Uh, I uh, I like his game. There's a couple of other guys who I really would love to have gotten. I would have loved to have the fourth pick this time. But I will uh, I'll go with Victor Arvidsson for this one. Victor Arvidsson is frustrating me so much right now in the cup fall because I have him and he what what happened to this guy? He used to like shoot a lot and it just seems like he's shooting less. He ended up with four shots last night. So that was a little bit better. But 
He, there's been a couple of games where he hasn't been doing as much and it's just been kind of frustrating. And, and right now he's kind of on third on the third line. And so that's been a little disappointing. So um, I would have begrudgingly taken him, Jesse. That is, I think, the second best option and his points uh, per game is better. But Alex Alafalo is who I'm going to take. And I'm not too upset with that because he's actually been on that spot where Victor Arvinson has been for a long time with Dano and Moore. Uh, it has been Dano Moore and Arvinson forever. And they've been such a great line, but they kind of mix that up and put I follow there and he's been producing. So um, I'm not terribly upset with that. I don't know that it'll continue, but what else are you going to do? I guess you can take the other guy that Sam's probably going to take and would be about the same. <laughs> yeah. So we should mention on LA. So Fiala, Dowdy, Kopitar and Kempe are all the ones above 50% rostered. Uh, Jersey was definitely a good pick there. Probably should have thought about that, but again, it's hard to know like what D are going to be left by the end of this draft. So, but yeah, for fourth pick on LA, I'm not going to overthink this. Just give me Phil to know locked in to center that second line should probably be good for half point per game. So yeah, I'll lock in a uh, Dino, and then we go over to uh, Jesse to start round 15. Okay. Um, we start round 15 with me. Uh, yeah, we're the, the teams are getting so even at this point in terms of, uh, the number of, Player, you know the player. The, the talent is flattening out. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I am going to go to. Buh, buh, buh. I'm going to go to St. Louis and hope that in the second half, Ryan O'Reilly, the captain, uh, looks better than he has looked from a scoring perspective in the first half. Uh, it's been a pretty miserable scoring situation where he's only half a point per game, but uh, he's better than that. And so I'm going to bank on the rebound. Is it me? That's me, right? I'm. <laughs> I'm still befuddled about you taking Ryan O'Reilly because he's so, so dang frustrating right now. Over the actually this last week in the couple, somebody dropped him and I was like, ooh, I want to get him for that Monday, Tuesday stream because, you know, they had those two games early in the week and I was trying to maximize that. And he did absolutely nothing. And he's done absolutely nothing several times uh, this season. So when you say he's better than that, I, I don't know. Is he? Like, he seems like he kind of stinks now. Um, he he should. He's still playing with good line mates as Ryan O'Reilly, but uh yeah, he's not um he's not doing much, and that's very frustrating. So Tarasenko, Buchnevich, Falk, Kairu, Krug, Shen, Robert Thomas, all over 50%. And then Ryan O'Reilly at 36%. The rest are all less than half of that. So they're all some pretty slim pickings here. But actually <clears throat> the the guy from last year who was really lighting it up and was one of the uh, the best uh, pickups, Ivan Barbashev, is kind of doing it again. So, you know, he's still getting some pretty low-level deployment, but he's getting some top power play time, getting a little bit in the, uh, some top six minutes here or there. Um, so I'm just hoping that Barbashev can go on one of those uh, long-term runs. Yeah, I actually picked him up and he helped our team all the way into the um, semis, and then I had to drop him in the middle of the playoffs to fit someone else in in our dynasty league that that I won. And he, uh, and everyone was like, Oh, he dropped Barbershop. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be so good. And then he's, he's stunk most of this year, but maybe he's going to turn it back around and, and be good again. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Barbershop has been like at the top of my streamer list and could couple like all season long, pretty much. He, someone always takes him whenever St. Louis has a couple games in a row, then he always gets dropped again. And I've taken him. I don't think he's done much for me uh, when I've streamed him in. So I'm glad to not end up with him. Not that I get like such a great option here. I guess we've got O'Reilly off the board. So give me uh, his line mate, who's been really just nothing. Has Brandon Saad even like played all season? Like, I feel like I haven't heard anyone mention his name. 
Uh, he has 10 points in 27 games. He had an assist in that crazy game versus Vegas yesterday where uh, Vegas won an overtime 5-4 or shootout. Uh, I think he was injured for a decent bit. I forget why, but I remember like seeing news of like him coming back. And like, I was like, do I even retweet this? Cause like we try to keep, <laughs> you know, not to be too mean to him. I've tried to keep it to like fantasy yeah, relevant fantasy people. Right. And he was just like, uh, just, I remember just that uh, coin flip of deciding if I should, if we care enough about him. So. Yeah. He's like enough that like, yeah, if St. Louis has like a stream of Gami one week, then maybe people are interested in streaming Sodden. but yeah, he's definitely borderline, but for third pick here, it's not as if I'm leaving you someone great. I'm even curious to know who you're going to take Shams. Uh, maybe I have a guess. Maybe the other uh, O'Reilly line mate. I I am. No, I'm just going to stick with my list. You all took the three on here. And then for some reason, I put this guy on uh, fourth on my list. And I'll just hope that Pareko randomly just gets some points and just take a person, uh, one of my D spots off. So hopefully I could get a better forward with one of my other uh, picks later in the draft. All right. So we're over to uh, Victor here to finish off the keeping Carlson part of the podcast. So uh, Victor, over to you. Yeah, it's getting tricky to figure out what's going on here um, and who to pick because there's definitely some, some decent options still. Um, Yeah. Like I think what Shams mentioned earlier, how risk averse do we, do we want to be here is a bit of the, the question. Um. I'm going to go and I guess do something slightly risky, but I'm going to go over to Winnipeg and take the, yes, I know injured captain, um, but it sounds like he's only going to miss a couple weeks and two, well, uh, four weeks total, but uh, about a few weeks of action action. And that might still leave him as the highest point producer on this team for the rest of the season. Blake Wheeler, who's, uh, who's having a, Bit of a resurgence, uh, and and I'm saving you, Elon, from not having to go through the Blake Wheeler experience anymore on any of your roster. Uh, we've heard all the drama, so <laughs> I don't know if I told you the update yet. I traded for, I got him back. You got him back. Okay, I've got Wheeler so, in my IR now. Well, there you go. So, but you don't, you you maybe don't want him in all your leagues. Uh, so kind of diversify your Wheeler experience. But uh, right. I should mention that Kyle Collar, Kyle Connor, Josh Morrissey, Josh Norrissey, Morrissey, Norrissey, mm-hmm. um, Pierre Luc Dubois, Nick Ehlers, Mark Shifley, and Neil Pionk are all uh, not available. And Blake Wheeler is another one of these guys who has been trending down since I started looking at this last week. And he is now currently right at 50%. Yeah, so you're able to sneak Wheeler in. You're just hoping... I think he's the clear good pick, assuming he comes back at some point soon. Um, Another injured guy, I haven't seen too much about it. Like, Perfetti just didn't play against Washington on Friday for an undisclosed reason. I don't know, Shams, you're always up to date here. What's wrong with Perfetti? Uh, uh, From what I saw, it was just that, like... Someone, I think it was just like posted... When they were posting lights, it's like, oh yeah, and also this guy stopped playing. So I'm in the same boat of just... He's right. could be a day, you know, or we could see tomorrow that it's something serious. So hopefully it's uh, nothing too long. Yeah. No, Elon, it. Elon, I'm pretty sure he like lost a leg and an arm or something. So maybe, <laughs> right. maybe just let that guy follow a little bit lo- uh, longer. I, I wonder if it's like, yeah, I mean, you saw Zach Wierenski just like kind of get hurt, didn't even look that bad. And then the next day they're like, oh, he's up for the season. So you never know, but I'll take the risk as well here. I'm going to go for Fetty. Sorry, Jesse. You'll get someone good with the fourth pick. on. on <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right, Shams, you're up. 
To be honest, I didn't even know of really this guy doing any fantasy points until we did this process. So luckily I haven't had to go this far down with my fantasy teams, but Adam Lowry is getting points. Let's hope that he keeps on doing it. <laughs> yeah. No need to dig into Adam Lowry. Probably he's been doing what he always does for years. I'm kind of like your Kerfoot pick another set your watch to a point every three games, in my opinion. Oh man, this, this is barren. This is some rough stuff. I guess I'll take a guy who theoretically is on power play one right now. Sam Gagne. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just rough, man. And he's on the second line. He apparently plays with Kyle Connor sometimes and Pierre-Luc Dubois. Let's just, uh, let's, let's just pretend that that's a good pick. (laughs) Yeah. 2012 or 2022. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) I mean, yeah, for as long as Perfetti and Wheeler are out, Sam Gagne might get some decent deployment. (laughs) Uh, Carson Kuhlman also currently playing with Shifley. The, in that last game, it was Shifley, Kuhlman, and and Morgan Barron. Was I don't know, maybe the top line. Wow! But, and you know what? They lost. Are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> Winnipeg lost to Washington. <laughs> and Ovechkin, by the way, congrats. He uh, scored those two goals to uh, pass Gordy Howe. So congrats to him. One on the empty net still counts. But okay, that's it for uh, the first half of this draft. We're sixteen picks in. Um, should I repeat it? Now you check out keepingcarlson.com slash draft. I'll set it. I'll set that up to redirect to the spreadsheet here. Uh, if you want to check it, maybe at the very end, we can repeat it all. Uh, we all have made 12. No, we've all made uh, 16 picks. Uh, I have three D Jesse has three D and then Shams and Victor both have four. We have to do seven. So it'll be fun in the second half to see how that all plays out. Uh, but yeah, uh, as far as this goes, Hope you enjoyed this part one. You're used to listening to Keeping Carlson episodes having two parts, but usually you're able to find the next part in the Keeping Carlson feed, but not today. You're going to need to go and subscribe if you're not yet to the Fantasy Hockey Life podcast, which you'll easily be able to find where, you know, at the same place where you get your Keeping Carlson episodes and check it out to hear this, you know, the thrilling conclusion of this awesome draft. So thanks so much to uh, Jesse and Victor for coming on. Shams. Thanks to for making your podcast debut and congrats on your your great picks so far. Thanks for giving me a bit of a layup with your jersey round one or like first pick of the team. So I was able to get to know with fourth. I appreciate that. And yeah, we'll see you all on the Fantasy Hockey Life podcast. Bye. <laughs>